Hello, I'm Steve Corbin, and welcome to Revelation Health, where we open your eyes to the often confusing world of health and health insurance. It is our goal to provide you with the information you need in a way you can understand to give you the confidence to be a better advocate for yourself and your families. So today's episode we're brought to you by the Principal Financial Group, and our guest today is Sam Stack. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sam. Um, Sam's a licensed sales representative for the Principal Financial Group where since 2018, he specialized in ancillary group benefits for small and medium-sized businesses. He currently focus on, focuses on partnerships in Western Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine, and has done so since late 2019. A native of Boston, Sam graduated from Holy Cross, which I definitely know is in Massachusetts, unlike the last time where I kind of messed up that, that location of Bates College, but um, I do my research now. But he's been, uh, he graduated in Holy Cross in uh, 2008 with a bachelor's degree in economics and history. He's been involved in mo multiple local nonprofits since 2014 and recently has enjoyed finding ways to use his industry knowledge to help others better navigate the industry. So welcome, Sam. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So anything I, I missed, I mean, I know uh, we, we chatted a little bit and you and I have, um, we've worked together for, I mean, about four years now. Since yeah, you, a little since more, you almost at, five years now. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Since you started um, at Principal, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, you've seen yeah. the whole the whole trajectory so far. Nice. But, and, and um, no, you nailed you nailed the bio. That's uh, that's perfect. All right, listen, that's a, that's a good start because um, my last guest, I really didn't nail that bio. Um, <laughs> made sure I did some research. We had a, a quick conversation early on, and I, I um, mentioned that you know he, he had gone to Bates College, and I mentioned you know right here in Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> No, it's not. It's not in Massachusetts now, is it? You know, it's in Maine. It's in Maine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. which I know now. I definitely know now. You know, I definitely know now. I'll never forget it. You know, when I'm on Jeopardy and that's the final Jeopardy question, I'm going to nail it. You'll nail it. I'm, I'm I'll, nail I'll be it. watching when you're yeah, on exactly. Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've got that. So listen, um, so what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, you know what our mission is and you know what we're all about. We really want to be helping um, people understand, you know, their health insurance, understand, you know, health care and as as a whole because um, the reality is it is very expensive um, I can't stress it enough that the number one reason why people go um, bankrupt personal bankruptcy in this country is because of um, unpaid medical bills and, and that's a problem and what we really want to be doing over the last couple podcast episodes and in you know especially today is just talk to people and educate them on just different ways where they can kind of fill those gaps um, the average deductible here in Massachusetts is $2,000 for an individual. Um, across the country, it just goes up exponentially. I mean, you, you, it's not unheard of to see a deductible of about $5,000. Um, and when people access care, um, more and more times that care is applicable to the deductible. It's um, very few circumstances today um, where the deductible doesn't apply. It may be office visits, you know, for a primary care or a specialist. So uh, we really want to talk to them is about um, what they can do um, to fill that gap. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is, um, and a couple other things, but I think we're going we're to have a little focus on critical illness. Um, and I've been pretty outspoken in this podcast and in a number of different conversations that I have outside of this, as well as in, in my professional career as a health insurance advisor on the benefits of having these ancillary type coverages um, where you can fill those gaps. I've heard them called gap coverages as well, um, where you can have an insurance that's really not going to break the bank, 
um, and the protection that it provides is um, is just priceless, especially in situations with critical illness. So if you could just give us um, just give us kind of the bird's eye view of what a critical illness plan is and, and, and we, then we can kind of dive into, you know, why somebody would want to purchase one. Yeah, no, thanks, Steve. And um, critical illness is, as you mentioned, one of those plans that with high deductibles with a lot of out-of-pocket maximums, there's a lot of out-of-pocket costs that consumers and employees need to consider when dealing with um, a lot of health conditions. And a lot of those, unfortunately, are some sort of what we consider, what the industry considers a critical illness. So um, one of the biggest things is heart attack. You think of stroke, um, cancer, unfortunately, it's you know almost one in three or whatever that number is. It's very high frequency. So cancer, stroke, heart attack, um, any sort of other major organ failure, those are serious conditions that a lot of people unfortunately um, have to deal with, whether it be unexpectedly, whether it be um, certain hereditary causes, if it runs in your family, there's high risks of that. Um, I think it's around every 40 seconds or so someone has a heart attack in the United States. So it's similar. And again, like I mentioned, cancer, almost everyone knows someone. Um, and, um, you know, this is stuff that does occur frequently. And, and to your point with um, even with high deductibles, you know, a $2,000 deductible, $5,000 deductible. I mean, a lot of, you know, most people, families throughout the United States, a $1,000, $1,500 unexpected expense is a lot to handle. So long story short, critical illness is coverage that you can have where if you are dealing with cancer, heart attack, organ failure, stroke, whatever it may be, there's a long list of, of coverages that would be under the plan. It allows you to get a lump sum benefit that you can use towards those out-of-pocket maximums, um, towards those high deductibles. Um, but not just that, you can use it towards what we consider the unexpected or hidden expenses when dealing with these conditions. And um, I think that's the biggest thing that people don't consider. And obviously, when you're dealing with cancer, when you're dealing with a stroke, you're not thinking of child care you're not thinking of travel expenses you're thinking of just getting better and 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 making sure that you're getting the, the necessary medical treatment and um but unfortunately just with the high cost of things it's it's something that people need to consider and um having some sort of critical illness coverage where you can elect certain increments um of coverage depending how much you want how much you feel comfortable with um it allows you to get that lump sum benefit to pay for um, those deductibles but also child care to pay for any traveling costs um, if a spouse has to take work off there's additional costs that just add up um, and again with with everything being so expensive these days with um with, with money being tight for everyone it's having that extra benefit um, at a relatively low cost is is certainly beneficial to have. And having it um, as part of, and what I specialize in is, would be group coverage of that. So at your employer, um, that allows folks to get it for an even lower cost as opposed to an individual critical illness policy. Um, but it also allows for what we call some guaranteed issue coverage, meaning that folks who maybe not be able to get coverage on an individual market allows for them to get at least something. So um, very long-winded answer, but <laughs> essentially um, it's coverage that helps people, you know, it, it provides that additional um, security knowing that, again, God forbid something were to happen, you would get an extra uh, amount of amount of benefit to basically use however you want. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I definitely don't think it was long-winded. I thought it was very um, to the point because um, critical illness is one of those. I know in another you know episode we had talked about some accident insurance. Um, accident insurance, in my mind, is a little bit easier to grasp the concept of it. You know, I mean, you see, I mean, like I say, all you know, the, the duck, the duck doesn't lie. You know, when you see those commercials on TV. Um, you know, when you're hurt and you miss work, you know, those are, that's an easier concept to, to grasp is like, I, I, I have an injury, um, and I get insurance that fills that gap, but critical illness is, is one of those where it's more, um, you, you're thinking big picture. Um, and these payouts are, are definitely a lot, um, a lot bigger. Um, typically on a group basis, I see them anywhere from five to $10,000. Um, and you know, any anybody out there who's had to go through one of these situations, and unfortunately, I know there's probably a lot of you out there that have had somebody, you know, that had a heart attack or a stroke or cancer. And there's other um, what the carriers call named illnesses that fall into the criteria of what would be covered. Um, one, one tip for you guys is each each one of these coverages is a little bit different. Um, so if you're getting it on your own on an individual basis, you know, just ask some questions on what those named illnesses are. Um, just to make sure you're getting coverage for things that in protection for things that you might want um, protection for. Um, so one of the other things is when I do talk about um, critical illnesses, because it does have um, most policies and critical illness does have a, a clause put in there um, that I really want to make sure kind of everybody out there understands because um, it's a clause that used to be on some health insurance policies back in the day, but since the uh, Affordable Care Act, they, they can no longer have that. And this is what's called a pre-existing condition clause. Um, so Sam, I was wondering if maybe you could help um, help everybody understand a little bit more about what a pre-existing condition clause would be and how it may impact somebody who's purchasing one of these policies. Yeah, so uh, pre-existing clause is essentially it um, could potentially uh, be the reason why you may be denied a claim, meaning um, if you were dealing with a certain issue that a lot, that caused you to be disabled or um, it's one of the critical illnesses that is covered. If, if you were dealing with it before you jumped on the plan and you um, then that would uh, could unfortunately cause some issues at claim time. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, it was fairly common in the medical field. Um, obviously, that is not really the case today. Um, however, on the ancillary side, there are um, still certain coverages that do utilize the pre-ex clause. And um, again, I'm going to go back to the old uh, well-known phrase regarding insurance. You don't need it until you need it. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is, is why the, uh, the pre existing clause exists because um, it just helps protect the insur protect the insurance carriers um, you know ensuring that the folks that are getting the coverage you know they don't immediately need to pay out on the claim so just business wise it just helps protect the carriers um, that's why medical carriers did it for so long as well um, and again that's simply um, how the why the pre-existing clause is there and the way it works is there's typically a look back period mm -hmm. um, whether it be three months or six months meaning three or six months prior to you being on the coverage and if you received any treatment for that um, that disability or that that claim you're submitting during that look back period um, and it's within the first year, typically, of being on the plan, then um, then there may be, again, some, some issues at claim time. But the thing I always say regarding um, any claim dealing with any insurance carrier is, is ask questions and always, um, you know, always uh, make sure you're 
you're getting the right answer. Insurance carriers are in the business to pay claims. Um, I know some people may, may certainly think otherwise, but um, but at the end of the day, they're they're supposed to be paying claims. And um, I always say, just make sure you're you know asking questions and and making sure you're all on the same page when when dealing with any potential pre-ex as well. No, it's actually a great point because I I brought it up a number of times too uh, on this podcast is that we we want to question everything. Um, and that's what we were doing here. We really want to try to educate people to help them understand the policies, understand um, what they're getting into. I was actually just reading a, a recent study that I, I really want to uh, dive into a little bit more to understand it better uh, because it had a, a shocking statistic. And that was about 4% of all people who have health insurance coverage or insurance coverages in general understand the intricacies of that policy. Um, and it's very important when you're dealing with um, large insurance companies, and you're especially on the health side, when you're dealing with things that really impact you personally, mm-hmm. um, you really want to be uh, as educated as possible regarding those particular things. Um, you know, you kind of brought up the uh, you know the old age old adage there about you don't need it until you need it, um, and then going back to kind of touch base on that pre-existing a little bit. The way I like to explain it is um, in in a way that you know folks can kind of understand it. Like you're not going to call your insurance company to get coverage on your house as it's burning. Yeah. You know, you're going to get denied that one, right? Yeah. They're not going to cover you or you're not calling them up um, from the the act, the traffic accident scene and saying, hey, listen, uh, I just crashed my car into a pole. Can I get some insurance, please? Uh, that's where the pre-existing clause comes into play. Um, it, it's typically what I see is, you know, in the market, um, a real good one. And, and anything, like I said, when in the individual market, you have options for those you know business owners that are listening. When, if you're if you're looking to do this for your company. Um, ask the questions on the pre-existing clause because some carriers out there have a very um, a, a very restrictive pre-existing clause um, where they're looking back six, sometimes nine months um, for that diagnosis. Um, a good one only looks back about three months. So what they would say is, so if I was to, to sign up for it and they would say, all right, Steve, um, and I, and I have a heart attack. You know, say I'm on the plan January 1st. I have a heart attack on January 3rd, and I submit the claim. They're going to look back and they're going to see it. Sometime in December, I was diagnosed with, you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. I'm on statins, and they're going to kind of go, "All right, listen, you were, you were trying to insure a bur- burning building here, Steve. We're, we're just not going to kind of pay that one for you." So those are some limitations that you have. Um, dig into the dig into the policies. Understand the policies. Um, and if you're purchasing on the individual market, you do have a lot of different options out there. Um, I don't, you know, I know I'm having various different speakers come in from different companies. Um, Google, look, make your own, make decisions based on um, your comfort level. Um, work with your advisor if you're if you're a business owner. Um, but if you're an individual out there, just kind of Google, do your homework, and um, and pick out what's best for you. Um, the other piece of supplemental ancillary gap type insurance that's gaining some popularity um they've been around for a little bit um and i wanted to spend a few minutes to talk about it today just to kind of introduce the topic um and maybe go a little bit deeper into it in another episode but that is um hospital indemnity coverage mm-hmm. um if you can kind of talk a little bit about that um tell us you know it, it, what is hospital indemnity and why maybe somebody would, would think about purchasing that? Yeah, so hospital indemnity, similar to critical illness, is coverage where, again, 
for those high deductibles for a lot of out-of-pocket expenses, it allows you to get that some additional benefit um, to make sure that financially you're at least in a good place while dealing with, um, you know, for critical illness, certain critical illnesses, and for hospital indemnities, you probably imagine it's regarding being hospitalized. So um, this benefit specifically focuses on hospitalization, whether it be ICU um, or just standard um, overnight, depending on how many days you're in there, it could be a certain benefit. So it would be more of like a flat benefit per day or an initial benefit plus, however, depending on however many days. Um, and again, every carrier is slightly different in terms of just the the amounts and the the, the days, um, total days covered, the max amounts and all that. But um, at the end of the day, all the coverages are there to help you, again, make sure you're bridging that gap because staying overnight in a hospital is is not cheap, unfortunately. Um, and it does um, it does add up quickly. And just, again, having that a little that little extra benefit just just helps ease that um ease your mind a little um when, when dealing with that all right excellent so no sam i really appreciate you joining us today um it, it's been great talking to you about this i know it's been inf you know, informative you know for our audience uh for the folks listening out there um again we're just really trying to help them you know we're, we're very cognizant of the fact that health insurance is expensive healthcare is confusing um so we, we like to do you know we like to take this opportunity to really, you know, educate, help people understand it in a way that, you know, they can. I thought you did a really good job yeah. on that. So appreciate you being here with us. No, today. thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. So everybody remember in a world full of choices, choose kindness. Until next time, I'm Steve Corbin, and this is Revelation Health. <laughs>